Hello, I'm Father Dan Serratori from the St. Benedict's Catholic Community in Burwood, Melbourne, and welcome to our podcast. We hope you're blessed by this homily recorded at our Sunday Mass. May it enrich you and may it inspire you to embrace more fully the love, the life, and the mission of Jesus. Enjoy. I don't know if any of you do this like me, but when I'm sitting at traffic lights, if I'm waiting at a red light, um, I like to try and figure out when my light's going to go green instead of just sitting there and like just waiting seeing when it's going to happen I'll look at all the other lights and try and figure out the sequence and like if that light's going red then that means that oh maybe they're going to turn arrow before me or something but then when my light's going to go green I'm like just ready for it waiting and it's amazing the the intensity of focus that we can have when you when you know that something you're waiting for is going to happen instead of just like just idly looking at the red light going, oh, it's going to turn green sometime. But when I've looked at all the other lights and I've figured it out and I know it's, it's going to go now or, or, or now, um, the waiting in that moment, like the, the way I'm looking at that red light is with such intense focus, waiting and expecting that it's going to go any moment. That's the kind of attention, the kind of focus that Jesus is drawing us to this week. He, Jesus is the Messiah and the, the hope for the Messiah that the Jewish people had really like defined their, their whole kind of existence. They were longing for the coming of the kingdom. They were longing for the king who was going to reign. They were longing for that salvation that he was going to bring. But all through the years of Jesus' ministry, he's avoided the title. He's avoided people talking about him as Messiah, talking about him as king, when people have tried to kind of make him their king, he's scuttled away, disappeared through the crowd. Um, but now he decides to step up and make a statement and say, I am the Messiah, I am the king who is coming. Um, because he knew his scriptures, he knew all the prophecies that had been um, prophesied about the Messiah. He knew that in the 14th chapter of Zechariah, um, it says that the king will come from the Mount of Olives. He knew also that the prophet Zechariah had also said in chapter 9 that the king will come to you mounted on a donkey. So while every other time that Jesus has come and entered Jerusalem, he just wandered in from whichever direction he happened to be coming. He's just, you know, walked in with his mates and hasn't made a fuss of it. This time he thinks about it and he wants to draw the attention of the people. He wants to draw their focus. So he says, they know the Scriptures as well as I do. Um, maybe not quite as well as Jesus. He probably had a pretty good grasp on the Word of God. <laughs> but he prepares. He goes to Bethany, as we hear, that he's on the Mount of Olives and approaches the Jerusalem from that direction. He sends his disciples out, says, now there's a donkey tied up in this street and you can go and grab it and bring it for me and even people are going to tell you not to, but then you can sort it out and it'll come. There's such deliberateness with how Jesus acts in the reading we heard before. He's making this sign very, very clear. So he's stepping in saying like, you guys all know what Zechariah had said about the donkey and about coming from that direction. Well, look at this. I'm coming from Bethany. I'm, I'm on a donkey. I am the Messiah and I'm coming into Jerusalem. So look at what I'm going to do. Now, he's trying to draw forth that sort of intense focus, just like when, when you know the light's about to turn green, you're looking intently at it because you want to you want to be ready for it you want to 
see that moment when it shifts. Um, and the Jews could now see that their light was about to turn green, that the king was entering into the city, the Messiah was coming to bring about their salvation. And the people respond to this. They pick up what Jesus is putting down. They go before him. They're singing out, Hosanna, welcome to the king. Um, Hosanna to, welcome to the kingdom of David that is coming in our midst. Um, they bring out their branches and their clothes and they lay them on the street before him as they would for the victorious king coming into the city. And so he's also kind of touching into the fact that they, they had an expectation of what the Messiah would look like, what this coming of the kingdom would look like. And while Jesus is playing into that expectation, that hope that they had, he's also drawing this focus from them, drawing their attention because it's not exactly what they're expecting and he wants to show them through the events that are coming what exactly the coming of the kingdom looks like, what he's going to do, which is what the Messiah really means. And so we're also invited, as we enter into this week, as we reflect on this moment of Jesus entering the Jerusalem on Palm Sunday, he's inviting us to enter Holy Week with him, expectant, knowing that, that here is our salvation. What, what's going to happen next is critical and we should pay attention. We should watch closely what Jesus is about to do. Um, but we also come with an idea of kind of who Jesus is for us as Saviour. We come with an idea of, of what happens in this week. And we can also be a bit too comfortable and familiar in our expectations of what might happen in the, in the events that we're about to celebrate. Now, many years ago, I was attending a a youth conference event sort of thing, a youth ministry thing, and during one of the sessions, um, there was a drama. If you don't know what a drama is, it's just a group of people like kind of demonstrating God, acting with a person in a particular way, and um, I was just a participant, just an attendee at this particular youth event, but I was involved in other youth ministries and stuff at the time, serving, and I'd been involved in a drama before. I helped kind of do, I was in the drama, and in that drama, there was, like, the main character was this girl who had all these difficulties in life, and then she was able to hand them over to the Jesus character, and then one by one, and then she was free. It was great. Now, while I was attending this youth conference, and they came up to do this drama, as the drama began, it seemed very similar. There was this, the main character who, there was, it was all dramatized, there were these different difficulties in their life, different burdens and pains, and, and then... She was handing them over to Jesus. And I was like, oh, I know where this is going. This is just like that drama that I was involved in back in the day. Um, so I, I just kind of settled in, content. I knew what was going on. I was, I was on the page. But then as Jesus had taken all of, all of the difficulties from her life, suddenly I was struck because Jesus was then crucified for the love that he'd shown to her. And I was like flattened, struck as if I'd just been hit by a freight train and I was just lost and was crying uncontrollably from seeing the love that Jesus had of taking on this character's burdens and pains and to the point of giving his life and dying for her. But I thought I was safe. I thought I was kind of comfortable and I knew what was going on. I thought I knew what was going to happen next. 
Um, and we can similarly come towards these events of Holy Week with, with that kind of, with our guards sort of down and just kind of cruising through it, floating in because we know what's going to happen next. And really, we know the events that are coming up. There's, you know, the, he has supper with his disciples on Thursday nights and then he gets arrested and we celebrate, we commemorate his um, crucifixion on Friday and then, then he rises again on Sunday. We know what's going to happen. But these events are, are happening for us and they're involving us in a profound way. They're the answer to every one of the deepest hopes and desires and needs of our heart. And the Lord's inviting us to open our eyes, to pay attention, to look to Jesus closely now, to see what he's going to do. Not just look at these events with, with that familiarity, the comfortableness of this is just another Easter because I've been over Easter every year, I've been through Holy Week every year. But to see how God's showing us what our salvation means this, this year. It's a mystery that there's, there's always new graces on offer in these mysteries. So can we open ourselves to really be impacted by these? Can we give this, come into this week with such attention and such focus to really see what Jesus wants to reveal to us, to see what he wants to do for us, to see how much he loves us? He, he enters into Jerusalem today with this prophetic sign saying, I am the Messiah, I'm coming to bring you your salvation. So there's an invitation for us to focus now and to, to respond and journey into these days with him, with openness and with a vulnerability, with, with a courage and a hope, really seeking what he wants to offer us. So can we actually look to Jesus now with that desire and that need, can, can we follow him into this week, into these coming events? And if you'd like to respond, I invite you now to, to commit yourself, to open up your heart to journey with Jesus into this week. If you'd like to do that, I'm going to pray for us, for this openness. I'd like you to just open up your heart as I do. Jesus, we look to you for our salvation. We look to you for the grace you want to bring us. Help us to open our hearts to encounter you in these events that we're about to celebrate. Help us to come and dine with you at the Last Supper. Give us the grace to be with you in your suffering and stand by you in your death. Give us the grace, Lord, to be still with you in our grief. And let us really walk with you and receive the life of your resurrection that you want to share with us. We look to you, Jesus. Open our hearts to walk with you into this week and into all that you have to offer us. 
You can find reflection questions for this homily at stbenedicts.com.au forward slash homily. Thanks for joining us today and have a great week.